Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode eight, Sleuthing with the Enemy. It originally aired on December 14th, 2000, and had 5.83 million viewers. This was the mid-season finale. Yeah, so we open, we're in the manor, in the kitchen, it's daytime. Piper's working on a potion and puts something in and there are like flames. Then she mentions that they still need to find Balthazar. And Prue says she has an idea, but first they need to finish the potion. There is a whole lot of like really gross ingredients but eventually they finish making it and all they need to do is add the flesh. So Prue calls for Phoebe and Piper says something tells me she's not in the vanquishing mood. And Prue's like, why not? And Piper says that she's worried about Cole and hasn't heard from him in over a week. And Prue's like, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> Damn, Prue. Prue's a hater. She doesn't she ship care. it at all. Nuh-uh. And Piper's like, Prue? She's like, you know what? I don't like him. I don't trust him. And it has nothing to do with him being a greasy lawyer either. And Phoebe walks in and is like, greasy what? And Piper's like, greasy layer. There's a greasy layer on this potion. (laughs) And they all get together to do the incantation. And Phoebe says anything to get rid of Balthazar before Cole comes back. And he is coming back. And they do the incantation and nothing happens. And then they realize that they forgot to put the flesh in. (laughs) And Piper goes and gets it and puts it in. And when she does, there's a huge explosion and she goes flying back. And the sisters run over to help her up. And Piper's like, remind me to step back next time. Why would there be a next time, though? Confusing. Yeah. Explain. (laughs) Are they foreshadowing something? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what's happening here. Hmm. So, first scene, we get that information about Cole. We were wondering what was going to happen next after the last time we saw him, he had killed the triad and Slice, you know, had that big gash in him. So we know that he's hurt and we know that he's in trouble, maybe on the run. Phoebe, I guess, hasn't heard from him in a week. So we can, I guess, assume that it's, that's that time period, that it's been a week and a half or something like that. Yes. Which also, like, you've just been bleeding out for a week. Yeah. I know we haven't seen him yet, but, like, spoiler to later in the episode. Yeah, and a week and a half in, they're just now making the potion. Yeah. But none of my business. Yeah, they were too busy hanging out at P3 in the last episode to work on the potion. Way too much to do at P3 to to make the potion as a preventative in case he comes back around. So, whatever. Also, I mean, good cover up with the greasy layer thing. Yeah, good job, that did, that props did fit to you. Perfect. Very funny. <laughs> Probably not her first time having a middle, you know, <laughs> save the sisters. But also, I feel like two episodes ago, Prue was being supportive of Cole and Phoebe, and now she's back on that haterade. Yeah, it's uh, it's very situational, I guess. Yeah, inconsistent writing. Yeah. So. Now we go to a cemetery, and there is a funeral going on, and we see Balthazar is running and stops behind a tombstone, and he's bleeding and breathing heavy, and as he gets up to move, some of his blood is on the stone, and then this guy teleports in and touches the blood and sniffs it and watches the door to a mausoleum close. So inside the mausoleum, we see Balthazar has ran inside, the other guy enters, and says, you know what I am, Balthazar. You know you can't escape from me. And now that you can't shimmer anymore, you'd be pleased. The bounty hunter or the bounty on you is determined by the source himself, a reflection, no doubt, of your triumphs and your betrayal. You're wounded and powerless. Think of your legacy, Balthazar. Die as a legend, not as a coward. And then Balthazar goes to sneak past and he tries electrocuting him but misses. And he throws an electricity ball at the wall and knocks it onto him and escapes. 
So then outside in the cemetery, he leans against a stone and shifts back and forth between Cole and Balthazar. And finally, he gets himself to stay as Cole, looking very disheveled. And he walks by the funeral people and asks a woman for a ride. And the bounty hunter looks around confused when he gets out and Cole leaves with the woman. And we see blood on his side where Balthazar was stabbed. So we get the idea that he is on the run and obviously in pain, not doing well, and someone's after him, you know, and uh, doesn't know what his human form looks like. Yes. And, you know, we get this idea that this guy is obviously a boundary hunter, so I guess we're not meeting the source in this episode, like I suggested we might last episode, because he just hired someone else. We had hoped. I guess they call him the source because he's always outsourcing. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Also, I mean, here we finally learned what Cole's teleporting power is called. It's called shimmering. Shimmering? I like that. I've it been does like, look like a little shimmer. It's like a wavy It does, kind of yeah. Shimmer. And all season, I've been like trying not to be like, Cole shivers out. I'm yeah, like, Cole teleports, teleports out. out. <laughs> I know, because I, until they say it, we can't just come up with it on our own. Exactly. But finally they say it. Also, I really like um, the bounty hunter's electricity power. It really reminds me of like Elias, the ghost from yeah, season two. Yeah, just like that. It's the same power. Bringing us back. <laughs> Bringing us back to baby Matthew. Exactly. R.I.P. Martha. Rest in peace, for real. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, obviously Cole is bleeding both as a human and as Balthazar, so this injury is long-lasting. And something is going on at this cemetery, which I guess we'll find out how that continues later on. Exactly. I guess this cemetery is important. Yes. So then we have the theme. And after that, we're back at the manor on the first floor. And Prue walks down the stairs and see that Phoebe's heading out. So Prue asks where she's going. She says, I'm going to school and then I'm going to Cole's. She's like, okay, aren't you forgetting a little something like vanquishing Balthazar? And Phoebe says, wait, I thought you had to write a spell to summon him first. And Prue says, yes, and it's done. I'm using the one that we called Melinda from the past with. Just rewrote it a little bit. It's magic calling magic. And then she asks why Phoebe's going to Cole's again. She's like, what do you expect to find? And she says, actually, I was going to go to his office. And how do you know I've already been to Cole's? And Prue tells her that she got a parking ticket there yesterday. And Phoebe's like, oh, sorry, like, I'll pay for it. And starts to walk away, but Prue follows her. She's like, Phoebe, that's not the point. Look, please don't take this out on me. I'm not the bad guy. She says, I know. I would just like some understanding, you know, some support here. She says, I can't support you when I think you're setting yourself up to get hurt. I have to be honest with you. We have to be honest with each other. That's a promise we made when Belvazor tried to split us apart, remember? She's like, yeah, it just doesn't help that you never really liked Cole. She says, yeah, well, I mean, you never really liked any of my boyfriends either. And Phoebe's like, that's very true. And they both smile. And then Prue says, I'm sorry, all right? This is your call, not mine. And then Piper walks in and asks if they're going to do it. And Prue says, we are, Phoebe's not, and tells her to go to Cole's, and mentions that they don't need the power of three for the vanquish, just the potion. But Piper gives her, like, a bottle of the potion just in case, and Phoebe asks them not to keep secrets from her, and then she leaves, and Prue and Piper look at each other. All right, so again, more of these cute sister moments going on, you know. You could see the emotion, like, how sad Phoebe is, and obviously she's well aware of, like, Prue and Piper's emotions, like how they feel about the situation. They don't hide it very well, but she doesn't care. She's just very hell-bent on finding Cole or um, figuring out what happened to him, basically. Yes. And, I mean, this scene is so well-written, the sister moments between Prue and Phoebe. Totally relatable. I feel like I've been both of them, and, like, I want to, like, hate on Prue in this scene because I'm like, ugh. But also, like, I know that when you're that sister, that's what you're doing. Like, when you see your sister struggling with a relationship, like, you do that. But when you're the one in the relationship that no one supports, I know how hard that is, too. So it's, like, it's, the conflict is so real, and it's so, like... It's so accurate. You know what it's like to be on either side of that spectrum, you know? And it's, 
it's so different looking at things from an outside perspective versus being the one in that situation. And that's something that everybody has to take into consideration. And I feel that they actually do really well here at kind of like meeting in that middle ground and being there for each other while still being honest with the way that they feel about things. Yeah. And Prue ultimately giving her that support that she's asking for exactly. and letting her go. Um, it really works at the end for of the day. Me. They got to make their own decisions, you know? Exactly. And also you never really liked any of my boyfriends either. Andy? I was gonna say, Phoebe loved Andy. What are we talking about? So now I'm just imagining when they were, like, little that Phoebe, like, low-key hated on Andy. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know what other boy... Well, Roger. Well, yeah, but everyone hates Roger. Uh, Bane. True. She didn't like Bane. Um, I don't know. These are just, you know, ones that we've seen throughout the show. I mean, I feel like she was fine with Jack. Oh, yeah, I guess Jack was cool. I forgot about Jack. <laughs> so forgettable so i understand how he really is it sucks but he totally is yeah i don't know didn't make that much sense but whatever plot sake you know plot sake also um one more thing about that scene really smart that they used the same spell that they used to conjure melinda from the past um i think that that's a really interesting choice and Mm -hmm. they're getting really good at kind of like manipulating old spells to be what they need in the moment right So that's another, like, kind of growth in their powers and development as witches that we're seeing. Definitely is. So now in an alleyway, Cole is looking like a wreck and he's just running through it. He takes off his jacket and his shirt and uncovers his wound, which is pretty nasty looking. And he tries to rip his shirt and when he can't, he shifts into Balthazar and tears it very easily. And then a homeless guy approaches and takes the jacket as Balthazar runs away. So this scene might seem kind of pointless, but it'll come back later. Yeah, just remember this. Keep it keep it in the back of your mind for later in the episode. It'll, it'll make sense. So then we're back at the manor and we're in the dining room and Prue and Piper flip this table on its side to like form a barrier and then they stand behind it with the potions. They cast the spell to summon Balthazar and we see this cloud of wind appear and they start throwing the potions and we just see like a little smoke come out, but nothing happens. And Belthazor doesn't appear there. The bounty hunter does. And they're both confused about why it's not working. And he's like stupid witches and goes to like throw electricity at them. And they scream and duck. And then Prue uses telekinesis to throw him towards the clock. But Piper freezes him and is kind of like, we can't replace the clock again. And they go over and Piper's like, unless Belthazor can morph, that is definitely not him. And Prue says, how did we get the wrong demon? And suggest that Piper unfreeze just his head so they can ask him. So they do that, which is really cool. And he's like, what did you do to me? And Prue's like, you're sort of frozen in midair. Therefore, we'll be asking the questions. Who are you? And he's like, someone who's going to butcher you if you don't unfreeze me right now. (laughs) So Piper does and he flies back into the clock and she's like, it was worth it. (laughs) And then they walk over and Prue kicks him and turns him over and is like putting her foot on his chest and asks again. And he says, I am Krell, a Zotar. So it really wasn't that hard to get him the dog. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, hi, I'm Prue, a Scorpio. Where is Balthazar? And he gets up and says he won't attack if they don't, and then explains that he's a bounty hunter, he tracks fugitive demons, and it looks like we're after the same one. And the sisters are kind of, like, confused and concerned. Right, because at this point, they don't know that Balthazar has killed the triad and all that jazz. Yeah, they don't know he's wanted in the evil community. Yeah. See, I like in moments like this, again, where they try to incorporate humor into their meetings with these demons or these, like, dangerous situations, you know? It's that Hallowell wit. It's always coming out. It is. It really is. And it works really well. So here, the idea was good of them to try to throw the potion and get him, but obviously now they get introduced to this bounty hunter where we're going to learn a little bit more about them, but we don't have that much information yet just from this scene. Yeah. About that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we are at the courthouse and Phoebe goes to Cole's office door and goes in and she sees someone sitting in the chair turned around and papers on the desk and she's like Cole and the guy turns around and it's not him and she says oh I'm sorry I was just looking for Cole Turner and the guy says that's all right so am I Reese Davidson DA Bureau of Investigations and you are 
she says phoebe hallowell is cole okay and he asks how he how she knows him and she says you didn't answer my question and he says i know look i have no idea if he's all right or not nobody's heard from him since monday you his girl and she says yeah i'm his girl and he says well did he mention anything to you about what he was doing or where he was going and she says, no, a couple of weeks ago he had a suitcase packed, but he said that his plans had changed, something about a big case he was working on. And he says, couldn't have been. According to his file, he hasn't been working on a case, big or small, not for a couple of months. All he's done is file extensions. Makes you wonder what he's been doing with himself. And then he gives her his card and she leaves, and she obviously looks very upset by this news, because she knows she's been lied to. And he starts going through... Um, steps yes so i usually don't like cops but i'm kind of vibing with mr davidson yes miss davidson very yeah no he's not uh i mean i guess technically he's like a well yeah da but i mean he's in their investigation yeah hero so you know but yeah no he's i'm kind of vibing with him too like i just love his little like she's like you didn't answer my question he's like i know i know i was like "Ooh, i love you yeah that was kind of hot like fire you're kind of a dick but but you have good intentions and i love maybe you have a little crush i don't know (laughs) we love our men to be dicks apparently (laughs) we're not showing good taste on this podcast i know (laughs) too bad it's like if they're manipulative and rude and like, wait, why do I like you so much? <laughs> this is awful. What does that say about us? It's just us, guys. Nothing good. Nothing good. Yes. Don't be like us. No, please. <laughs> but um, anyway, back to the scene. I'm his girl. I know that like, oh, uh, my heart. And the way he asked it, though, too, like so unprofessional. You his girl? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I would have been. And you saw how she got a little bit like cheesy. Like, yeah. I'm his girl. Like, yeah. that's that's me. <laughs> I'm like, so cute. I love that. I thought that was adorable. It's so good. And also the way she's just, like, telling this guy everything. Like, Phoebe the snitch? Literally. A couple weeks ago, he had a suitcase bed. Like, damn, bitch. Just, yeah. just telling this guy everything about Cole. No, Like, shit. Maybe, though, Every- I get it because she probably thinks he's, like, in danger. So she's, like, she wants to help this guy find him, I guess. But, like, at the same time. Right. You're a witch. Use your magic to find him. Yeah. I guess it's just us. Maybe it's our own experiences with, like, cops and things like that where I'd just be, like. Nah. I'm not telling you anything. Yeah, I know. I don't really trust. Like, I don't, I don't really... even know who Cole is. Yeah. Cole who? First and last name? I don't know. I must have the wrong office. I gotta go. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, though, so Phoebe obviously didn't go through her head like that. Yeah, also the little, like, like you mentioned, like, finding out he's obviously been lying, he's not working on a case. Like, I wonder what's going through her mind. Yeah, if it was me, I wouldn't know what I'd be thinking. I'd be like, damn, what has he been doing this whole time? Like, does he have that second family like we joked about? Like, what was he actually hiding from me? There's something going on, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't even know what to think. Same. So many things would be going through my mind. So then we're back at the manor, we're in the conservatory, and Krell is saying, I should have known better than to underestimate him. I thought because Balthazar couldn't shimmer, his other powers were useless as well. Piper says, so you don't have the power to vanquish him. He says, obviously not. Otherwise, I wouldn't have needed to intercept your little calling card. Now would I? Piper says, how about next time I just freeze your head and then I can kick you in? (laughs) And Prue's like, all right. So Balthazar was sent by the triad to kill us. How do we know you weren't sent by them too? He's like, you're joking, right? And then he's like, I don't believe this. You really don't know? Your white lighter must really be sleeping on the job. And Piper's kind of like, hey. And then he's like, Balthazar killed the triad. That's why he's on the run. That's why I'm here. And Piper's like, why would he do that? And he says, probably because they were going to kill him for failing to kill you. Ironically, his inability to shimmer saved him from you killing him. And he talks about how they need each other. He's like, you can't find him without me, and I can't vanquish him without your potion. Then Prue asks if he knows where he is, and he explains that he can track his scent when he's in his demonic form, just not in his human one. And Piper asks for Prue to come by her, and is like, we've tried working with demons before. It was a bad idea then, and it's definitely a bad idea now. And Prue's like, we'll let you know. 
And Prowl's like, no, you'll let me know now. And they look at him and he's like, think fast. Beldazor won't stop trying to kill you. Only the heads of the Charmed Ones will convince the source to spare him. And he teleports out and they both look at each other and then start calling for Leo. So this worked pretty well for me, them kind of figuring it out. Like, it didn't feel like too much, um, you know, exposition here. Like, yeah. obviously we know what's going on, but they didn't. And them working that out worked well for me, figuring out that he killed the triad and what's going on there. This was a pretty solid scene for me. Yes. And it's also, I guess, the first time they're learning that Balthazar can morph into human. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know that he had a human form. Exactly. Also, the little, like, accusation at Leo and, like, Piper stepping right in to defend her boyfriend. To defend him. She's so cute for that. That's so funny. But Loki, and you could see at the end, though, like, after he leaves, though, they're like, Leo, like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell us this information? Literally. He was too busy playing golf. I know. He had some shit to do. He was with his buddies. Give him a break. Exactly. But yeah, you know, the idea of working with a bad guy again is interesting. We haven't seen that since Apocalypse Not. Mm -hmm. So excited to see what's going to happen there how this goes exactly so phoebe is at cole's apartment now knocking on the door and calling for him and the woman next door opens up her door and comes out and looks at her like what the hell you're being loud you know and phoebe apologizes and the lady goes back inside then phoebe starts to knock again but decides to turn away and as she goes to leave she notices blood drops on the carpet leading up to his door So she goes back up and turns the doorknob and it opens and she's like Cole and goes in and closes the door and she walks through the living room and notices blood again and follows it towards the bedroom and then we see Cole in the bedroom hiding behind the door as Balthazar and she opens the door and he's putting on a shirt as a human with a bandage over his wound looking horrible and she's like oh my god Cole. And he says, you really shouldn't be here. And they just look at each other. So second time in two episodes that I'm thinking she's about to catch him because he's in his Balthazar form. And then like he just shifts right before she can walk in. Exactly. Very weird. The show is playing with us about when she's going to finally find Find out. out. I know. Like, ugh. But also just like, why do people not lock their doors? Lock your door. I know. And here's the thing. Was the triad the only people that knew where he lived? I don't know. I'm also like, did the triad know where he lived or were they visiting him like mentally? Right. See, I don't know. So I, I guess that could make sense as well. But yeah, I was a little confused about it. Like how did, because then otherwise, how are the demons just not waiting for him in his apartment? And it's also like all these other demons recognize him in his human form, but for whatever reason, the bounty hunter doesn't know what his human form looks like. It's just like, doesn't make that it's a little uh inconsistent if you ask me yeah i might have to say a little plot sake is going on i'm just gonna chop it up to that because this doesn't quite add up yeah so then we come back from the commercial break and we're in cole's apartment and phoebe's like unmaking his bed and telling him to lay down she tries to like look at his wound but he won't let her and then says that they need to go to the hospital and he says it's not safe there they'll find me He's like, who will find you? What's going on? Who's after you? And he looks away. She's like, there was somebody looking for you at your office today, an investigator. And he sits up. He's like, you didn't tell him anything, did you? She's like, I don't know anything. Cole's like, what did he look like? Are you sure he wasn't a (laughs) D-A? And Phoebe's like, he said he was. And he also said he needed to. And then Cole leans over in pain and she like lays him back down. She says she's going to go get him some help and quietly starts calling for Leo, but nothing's happening. And she tells Cole that she's going to go get Leo. She's like, he's a doctor. He can heal you. Are you sure it's safe for you here? And Cole says, they've already looked for me here. They won't be back. Not for a while anyway. And she kisses him and says that he better be here there when she gets back. And she leaves and he shifts back and forth between Cole and Balthazar again. Yeah, so things are getting pretty intense. I love how Phoebe, like, no questions asked, obviously, while she's a little concerned and is confused, but just, like, goes to help him right away and knows that he's, obviously, something bad is going on that he probably is in the wrong for, but she just, she's still there for him no matter what, wants to help him and wants to take care of him. 
That's what they call unconditional love, you know? Seriously. Unconditional love. It's so sad. Yeah, no, I mean, this scene is really working. The idea that he's almost about to ask her, because obviously he knows she knows about demons. Right. But then, like, covers it up real quick. Like, Forgets just like that, Piper yeah. earlier this episode, he's covering up real good. Was it a D-A? D-A? Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of perfect. Anything else to add there? Just I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, me too. I felt like I'd have a lot more to say about these scenes because it's such a good episode, but it's one of the ones where it's just like, you just got to talk about, this is great. We have to get to some of the like later scenes because I feel like we're putting pieces that are going to develop in place right now. Exactly. So now we are in the attic and it's nighttime and Piper says, I don't understand. How can you not know that the triad is dead? Don't you think that's kind of important, especially since, oh, I don't know, they've been trying to kill us for the past two years? And Leo says, we've heard rumors, talk, but nothing substantiated. And she says, well, I guess you can substantiate it now, can't you? And then Prue interrupts and says that Piper is just cranky, and Leo asks if there's anything about Zotars in the book. And Prue says, yeah, everything he said about them, which makes me think that everything else he said might be true, too. And Piper said, including the part about how he likes to kill witches. And Prue says, including the part about all of us working together. Look, Piper, if we do nothing and Balthazar somehow gets all of his powers back, then we are going to be looking back, or we're going to be looking back over our shoulders again. And she knows that Leo agrees with Prue. And Leo says, if you don't vanquish him now, then you may not get another chance. So... Obviously, Piper's the one kind of held back on uh, working with the demon, probably because she's also the only one that has done that before in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, the way that she defended Leo in public and that is, like, admonishing him in private. Right. I love that. Like, no one else can do it, but I can do it. Yeah. Weren't you sleeping on the job, Leo? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Love it. But yeah, I mean, this scene really works for me, kind of setting up what they're going to do next. Leo and Prue being on the same side, which we don't see too often. Yeah, this is new. This doesn't usually happen for us. We usually we see the sisters on the same side and Leo on the opposite. Yeah, but... just like, okay, whatever. But it makes sense. I mean, attack Belfazor while he's weak, the same way he's been trying to make them vulnerable for an attack. Exactly. Now it's like, what better time than now? Exactly. So then we're in the conservatory and the sisters try the summoning spell again. Krell arrives in smoke as Phoebe is walking in the door and she's like, demon! And they're like telling her no, but she attacks. And then the sisters all run into the room and she's like, what is going on? Who is that? And Prue fills her in. He says that he picked up Balthazar's scent again. And the sisters step aside and they tell Phoebe everything. She says she needs to talk to Leo for a minute and Krell's getting really impatient about all these secret meanings and says for two to come with him and the other to go to the cemetery. Leo asks why they'd split up, and he says because he might be hiding there. That's why. Evil frequents cemeteries. Makes it more difficult for me to track a demon sent there. Belthazor knows that. Phoebe says, okay, so why don't Leo and I go to the cemetery and you guys go with him? And they agree to that plan and start to leave. Then Prue asks about Cole, and Phoebe lies to her and says she didn't find anything out. And they leave, and then Phoebe tells Leo they need to go. One thing a little confusing to me, is there just one cemetery in all of San Francisco that yes. they could be going There's to? there's two cops and one, one cemetery. cemetery. One. Everybody that's died in San Francisco, they all sit in this one, one big cemetery. You know, I mean, the town I live in is one square mile and there are like three cemeteries, I but know. a huge city, only one. Yeah. Just one. Whatever. We don't need more than that. People can find somewhere else to die. <laughs> don't die in san francisco yeah (laughs) gotta get buried elsewhere yeah find a new spot (laughs) but um here i love that phoebe is so like one track minded even though all of this is going on that affects them all she's still so very focused and hellbent on saving cole and obviously that's why she wants leo in order to heal him but i don't know why she wouldn't well i guess because they wouldn't want her to do that right now yeah they would want her to wait yeah and she wouldn't so she chose to not tell them in that moment i like how they're all talking about needing to be honest and here she is keeping secrets i know 
Love you, girl. Love makes you do crazy things, Phoebes. True that. Also, um, some consistency in Leo's character here, second-guessing um, evil beings they're working with, like the same way we saw him doing that in Apocalypse Not. Yeah, he's not having it. Yeah. I like that. I like that he stands up for that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, the plan makes sense, and... I mean, I know it's really for plot's sake so that they can split them up, but it doesn't seem too outlandish to me. It yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So now back in Cole's apartment hallway, Leo is saying that they need to focus on Balthazar, and Phoebe says that he can wait, but Cole can't. And he says, Phoebe, I cannot heal mortals, you know that, not unless they were hurt by evil. It's against the rules. And she says, so break the rules. You've done it before. And then says, I'm sorry. That wasn't fair. I just, I can't let him die, Leo. And he says, you shouldn't be asking me to do this. And she's like, I know, but I am. So this section really works for me. I love the way she's like low-key calling him out for breaking all the rules for his love with Piper. And she's like, now I need to do the same thing for my love. And you won't help me, like she's being a little manipulative here she is but hey you know what you gotta do what you gotta do exactly she done did it you know what they say when a girl's being manipulative girl boss when a guy's being manipulative (laughs) gross no i'm just kidding i'm I'm joking i'm joking so much (laughs) but like honestly i get why she's doing what she's doing agreed yeah from an emotional standpoint it makes total sense to me right i mean who wouldn't at the end of the day and like her intentions aren't bad her intentions are to help cole here exactly though i also get leo being like the rules gotta follow them yeah this isn't i'm not supposed to do this So then we go into Cole's apartment and Leo and Phoebe walk in and we see him sitting on the floor in the doorway. Phoebe runs over and like lays him in her lap and Leo kneels down and takes off his bandage. He starts to heal him and like electric sparks come out of his hands and he gets like thrown back, but he's okay. And then Cole wakes up and Phoebe tells him that he's fine and we see this like scar where Leo healed him and Leo's just like staring. Yeah, like, this is not right. We've never seen anybody get healed like that before. Yeah, interesting. Where it turns into a scar. Obviously, we know it's because he's a demon. They must be confused. Phoebe didn't seem to care in that moment, but Lee is obviously concerned because that's not how it should have happened. He should have been fully healed. And, of course, he shouldn't have gotten shocked and thrown back from healing him. That was a little off-putting like that kind of gave everything away right there but whatever like that's literally never happened before why what else could that mean you know Mm -hmm. so then a little later cole is in pjs and phoebe brings him a glass of water and he says thanks i feel like i've been hit by a truck and she says you're lucky to be feeling anything right now and then he turns to leo and says you must be one hell of a doctor and phoebe says he is he's the best and he says, I owe you one. And Leo's like, forget it. And then he asks to talk to Phoebe alone, and she kisses Cole on the head and goes with Leo. So, how are they thinking they're covering this up? I know. Like, doctors don't magically make stab wounds turned into scars. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. But, uh, who knows? I mean, I guess cole does know what it is but of course he does how, but it's but like how do they think they're gonna explain this? i know they didn't give any and he doesn't even question it he must either. be one hell of a doctor i know maybe it's piper's doctor who always has appointments it's like that you yeah know? yeah exactly doctors work different in this universe it, exactly so then in the hallway leo says i think we should get out of here now and phoebe's like i agree whoever's after him could come back and leo's like that's not what i'm talking about you saw what happened in there She's like, yeah, you healed him. And he's like, no, I only healed part of him. That's never happened before. And she's like, well, maybe it's because he's weak. And he says, no, that's not the reason. I can heal mortals completely. There is no other explanation. He is not who you think he is. And Phoebe starts to walk away. And Leo says, he's a demon, Phoebe. For all we know, he could be the demon that you're trying to vanquish. She's like, that's ridiculous. He's like, think about it. They're both hurt. They're both on the run. You saw where Cole's wound is. It's the same place where Piper cut the flesh from Balthazar. And, like, Phoebe just doesn't want to believe it and tells Leo to go. And he's like, there's no way I'm leaving you here alone with him. 
She says, I have the potion, don't I? Just go. And he orbs out. Then Phoebe goes back into the apartment and Cole is standing by the door and like scares her and asks her if everything's all right. And she says it is. But obviously a little suspect now. Yes. I can't believe it. Things are starting to come to light here. Leo officially pretty much knows. I mean, yeah. What else could? It's pretty clear what happened. And I like that Phoebe's in denial. It makes total sense to me because, of course, she wouldn't want to believe this. Complete denial. The yeah. same way when um, a few episodes ago in Sight on Scene when Prue was saying all the true things like, oh, he's an agent, it's Cole, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. It was like, no, what the hell? We're seeing that again here, that same denial. Even when the facts are staring her right in the face, she doesn't want to believe her boyfriend is out to get her. And I, I understand. Of course. You don't. It's it's hard to just accept something like that, accept that reality. But it's pretty obvious that it's true, and I'm sure sooner or later she's going to have to come to terms with that, and Leo's probably going to have to go warn the rest of them that, hey, I think I might know who his human self is. Exactly. Is. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there, guys. Things are getting juicy. And I'm also excited to see what's going to happen in Phoebe's interactions with Cole. Like, Me too. Does she genuinely believe what she's saying, or is she going to be suspecting Or does she him? have room for doubt? Mm -hmm. let's see let's see so now we are in an alleyway the same alleyway that cole was in earlier when he dropped his jacket and krell says i can smell his blood he's close and the sisters follow after him and he pulls this box off this homeless guy who's sleeping and tells them to vanquish him and the guy is super confused and the sisters are, like, second-guessing this, and Krell's like, it's a trick. He's in his human form. Throw the potion. And Prue says, I don't know, Krell. Don't you think he would have picked a better human? No offense, honey. And the guy's like, none taken. <laughs> and then Krell grabs the potion out of Piper's hand, and he drops it lightly, and nothing happens. And Piper's like, and you call yourself a Zotar. Then Krell picks up the jacket and smells the blood, and he asks the guy where he got this coat and holds him up over the fence. And then Prue tells him to leave him alone, and Krell starts to electrocute him, but Prue kicks him and knocks him over, and the guy thanks her. And he's like, touch me again, witch, and I'll kill you. And she says, you had no reason to hurt that man. And he said, I'm a demon, it's in my nature to hurt people. And she said, yeah, and it's in our nature to protect them. And he says, he's a pathetic wretch, his life means nothing. If you'd let me torture him, we'd know where he found the coat. And she says that from now on, they're doing things their way. And Krell says that then they'll fail. But Bruce says that there's better ways to get answers. And she takes the jacket and says that maybe Phoebe can get a premonition from it. And then Piper notes that the jacket is expensive and Prue gets an idea. And she's like, how long ago did the triad send Balthazar? And Piper's like, about two months ago. Why? And she asks him if this jacket looks familiar and says that Cole has one exactly like it. And Prue figured it out then and there too. Yo. That, I think, was a bit of a stretch. Not gonna lie, like, oh, you recognize the jacket. Mm. Like, it's not like it had his name fucking written in the tag yeah, or something. Yeah, that was definitely quite a stretch that she, like, saw the jacket and was like, oh, you know who has a jacket? Cole. Yeah. You know who wears jackets? Cole. Cole. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can kind of get because she had her own suspicions from the start, but, like, it was definitely a bit of a reach. Yeah, I mean, you know, when she starts being, like, two months ago, it's like, okay, she's clicking things together, but a, a little bit of a reach. Yeah, exactly. Can someone understand it? But also, you know, they are the charmed ones. They do have those instincts, so I'll give her a little bit of a slide, but... That's what we do. We always give them a little more credit because of their instincts and just, you know, the, the way things are meant to be. Exactly. Destiny. Destiny, exactly. But, I mean, the scene overall... Obviously, the struggles of working with Eobel, right, is mm -hmm. their morals are very, very different. And we see the Charmed One struggling with that in this scene and that kind of, like, push back and forth. Also, something we see so often, Evil being like, oh, the way you guys operate never works. Like, the Charmed Ones literally are, like, Win every time. batting a thousand, so. Yeah, like, what's the, what's the ratio here? Demons that have killed us versus demons we've killed. Yeah. Uh... Pretty sure the way they do it works. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Demons are just a little too cocky. True. 
Also, wouldn't he have picked a better human and the guy just being like, yeah, no offense taken. <laughs> None taken. Funny. I enjoyed that moment. Um, too. And, you know, I like the little, like, intensity between them and Krell. I think it's really right. working, and I like seeing Prue standing up for what's good. Yep, and them clashing a little. It just, it makes sense with, you know, demon working with mortals or witches. Exactly. So then we're back at Cole's apartment, and he's in the bathroom washing up, and Phoebe's standing outside the door. He's saying how he didn't really get to thank Leo, and then comes out and looks a lot better, like he's shaved and looking good again. And Phoebe says she's, like, snooping around when he goes back into the other room, and she asks if he should rest, and he says he still needs to deal with the people that hurt him. She's like, and you won't tell me who they are, huh? And he says, I really can't. And she asks if they have anything to do with his case and says the DA investigator was asking her about it and she realized she didn't know anything. And he comes out and notices her looking through a drawer and asks what she's looking for. And she holds up a pencil and says she was looking for some paper. And he's like, it's right next to you by the phone. And she laughs and takes it. And then he leaves the room again and she goes to her purse and grabs the potion. Dun, dun, dun. So she is a little suspicious. It's creeping up on her, that feeling of, you know what? Something's not right. Let me think about this logically. Leo is making sense. But she's still defending her man in public, the same yeah. way we saw Piper doing earlier exactly. in the episode. But she has to kind of come to these conclusions on her own. You can't, you can't, it's, it's, honestly, it's true in real life. You can't make somebody see those things about people. They have to be willing to do that on their own exactly like when your partner is up to some shady shit and other people are telling you you're not always as quick to believe them until you have that evidence right in front of you figured out for yourself exactly quite but still she's phoebe she's not stupid she's prepared and if push comes to shove she knows what she has to do and may or may not be able to use it exactly also the part where She's like, oh, I realized I don't know anything about your case. Um, Yeah, it's called uh, client confidentiality. Like, yeah, confidentiality. Obviously, you don't know about the case, Phoebe. Yeah, wouldn't make sense. He wouldn't be a very good lawyer if he did. No. So now in the lobby of Cole's apartment building, Piper asks what they're going to do as they're, like, walking in, her and crew together. And she says, we're going to vanquish him. And Piper's like, well... She's like, we're going to vanquish Phoebe's boyfriend? That's going to cause some problems. And Krell says, if you hesitate, he'll kill us all. Piper says, this is a private conversation. And Prue's like, you know, I cannot believe I let him out of that demon trap when I caught him. What was I thinking? And then Piper says, Prue, we don't know anything for sure yet. And that's when Leah warbs in. Piper asks what he's doing there. And she's he's like, I didn't want to get in between you guys, but I didn't know what to do. I think Cole is, and Prue says, Balthazar's human form. Yeah, that's why we're here. And Leo tells them which apartment is Cole's and says that Phoebe's there. And Krell's like, tell me you didn't heal him. And he's like, well, not completely. And then Krell calls Leo an idiot. And Piper's like, Leo? And he's like, Phoebe begged me. I didn't know what to do. And she's like, well, you stay here and we'll fix it. Yeah, so that was kind of a mistake because now Beltstar can get away and has his powers back. Maybe. But we don't know. I mean, he didn't lose them to begin with, just his shimmering ability. That's true. But also we don't know like how powerful he is since we did get the idea that only half of him was healed. That's true. This is fair. I guess we're about to find out, though. Also, I mean, I love the opening of this scene. Um, it's really funny, the back and forth between Prue and Piper and also her being like, Krell, stay the fuck out Yeah, of right. Like, it's just perfect to see. <laughs> yeah, really well written, really well acted. I love the dynamics in this scene. Again, one of those many characters and it really working for them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the connection here, once Leo confirms it, we're good. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. now on the now, same page. Now it's them. like, okay, this makes sense. This is, we're all on the same page. And it it didn't feel like any more reaches, you know? Like yeah. Everybody at this point knows the truth. Exactly. So then we're back up in Cole's apartment and Phoebe is pacing. She has the potion in her hand, like behind her where Cole can't see. And he says, is there something wrong, Phoebe? Something you're not telling me? And she says, 
don't you think you have that backwards? He's like, meaning? She says, you're the one with all the secrets, right? He says, am I? You sure about that? She says, I don't really know what I'm sure about anymore. And they turn so they're face to face. And he says, yeah, I know how you feel. She says, I doubt that. He says, I think I know what's going on here, Phoebe. And I'm sorry it's come to this. And we see like the potion behind her back. He says, but I'm not sorry about us. You need to know that. She says, you never told me where you were from. He says, you never asked. She says, I'm asking now. He says, why don't you ask me what you really want to know, Phoebe? I won't lie to you. And she says, who are you? And just then, the door bursts open. And Cole says, Krell. And he shifts into Belvazor, and you just see, like, the look on Phoebe's face. Oh, uh, dropped. Her heart sinks to her stomach. And, like, I totally get that, because it's one thing to suspect something, and another to see it right in right, front of your eyes. exactly. The pure devastation. So, then he puts an athame out and grabs Phoebe. And Krell goes to shoot lightning at him, but Prue pushes him so it hits the wall instead. And then Belthazor and Phoebe shimmer out. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, the moment is upon us, guys. We've been talking about this all of season three so far. Finally figured it out. Phoebe knows. They all know. And it's come down to this. And now, what's he going to do? He's using her as bait to get away. What the hell is going to happen? Like... First time viewers, mine's supposed to be all over the place. I know. know. Like, like, is he going to hurt Phoebe? Is she, or one of them going to have to kill each other? Like, what's going to happen? How are they going to get out of this one? You know? Yes. And also, just to go back to their conversation, I love the back and forth where they're both saying so much. Dancing dancing around around what they want to say. Yeah, dancing around what they actually need to say. And (sighs) at that point, they both are on the same page. It's very clear. But then, like you said, seeing it happen right before her eyes was like, yes. Uh, also, when he says, "I'm not sorry about us," I know. He's like, "You need the I'm moment sorry you it's know come. it's real." He's like, "I'm sorry it's come to this, but I'm not sorry about us." Like, ugh, my heart, my absolute whole heart. It's fucking true love, y'all, and I just, I'm not ready for what's coming up after this. Me neither. I'm a sucker for true love. See. Also, um when she's calling him out for the secrets and he's calling her out too because i mean yeah she's a charmed one she has secrets too she's hiding it too yeah i'll just say his secrets worse being a demon is worse than being a witch exactly <laughs> obviously i mean evil is way worse than being good you know especially when you're specifically after your girlfriend and her family exactly <laughs> that secret's a little more out there don't you think still a little bit a little more shady but you know so now in the apartment, Krell is looking in Cole's closet and he's like, you let Balthazar escape. And Prue's like, you almost killed our sister. And he says, your sister is dead anyways. He only needed her to get away. And Piper says, I don't think Cole will hurt Phoebe. And Prue's like, no, but maybe Balthazar would. And he's, she's like, well, then why hasn't he? He's had so many chances. And Krell says, he just used her until he could get all three of you. Why he couldn't follow through, I'll never understand. And Piper says, maybe he fell in love. And Prue says, or maybe it was just a trick. Demons will do whatever it takes, remember? And Krell says that he can save Phoebe if it's the only way to kill Balthazar. And asks for the potion. Says that he can find him and get to him faster alone. And they don't trust him, but he says that his powers aren't back fully, only his human half was healed. And Piper asks about this, and... um, He's like, that's why the triad sent him. He understands you. He can blend in. A full-blooded demon could never have gotten so close. And then he asks for the potion again, and Prue gives it to him and says, if you hurt her, we'll track you down. And he teleports out, and Piper asks if she trusts him, and Prue's like, no, and they need to head to the cemetery. So they leave. So Cole is half-human. We've been trying not to say this for so long. You guys Mm -hmm. don't even know. Yep. Trying so hard not to give it away, and why? Because we've had this so many discussions about, oh, can demons love? Can demons feel those emotions? Why is it that Cole does love her? Is it just a shapeshift thing, or what it is? He's half human. He's half human. And humans can love. Yeah, humans can love, which is why he fell for Phoebe and has that human half, and 
We don't know a lot of details about that, but, I mean, I sounds like rape. Like, yeah. how did that really happen? Like, a full-blooded demon that looks like him, I would assume, right? Because where else would he get the whole, like, yeah. Belsar side with a human? Yeah, like, we don't who's really gonna know be like, how, gonna like, like demon-human dynamics nice really work. Yeah. Not really sure. I mean, Not the only sure. the only one that we have is someone who isn't a full-blooded demon. Or I guess it could be, like, a whole shapeshift thing, too. So, who knows? But we do know specifically that now he's half human, half demon. And that's why he's was able to fall in love and understand them and get so close. Yes. It makes sense. Also, I love the way Krell, as a demon, like, doesn't believe in love. And Bruce kind of, like, on the same page. She's like, demons will do whatever it takes. Right. But even though it was literally proven that he does love her and was falling in love with her like they will do whatever it takes but he did have ample opportunities and you know for a literal fact that he was falling in love with her yeah like i get krell doubting it but like prue come on bro you felt it yeah you should know that this is the case at least piper can kind of see the clarity here and be like well i don't think that he would actually want to hurt phoebe unless he had to you know yeah and like like she said he's had so many chances he's been alone with her so many times several times like there's no way i mean yeah, you want to get all three, but when you have one right in front of you, you're going to take, like, miss that opportunity? No. No, you know? definitely not. And also, I mean, the fact that they don't trust him and are obviously going to follow after him to see what happens next makes total sense to me. I'm in with the plan. Exactly. So now the heart-wrenching scene of this episode. So we're at the cemetery, and Belthazor and Phoebe teleport in, and she's like, can we stop shimmering all over the place? I'm going to vomit. And he says, I had to lose Krell. And then she does some martial arts moves on him and knocks him to the ground, taking his knife. And she says, and now it's time to vanquish you. And he shifts back into Cole. And she's like, don't think that's going to save you. He says, I don't. I just want you to see who I really am, Phoebe. She says, I've seen who you really are, Balthazar. He says, wait, wait, and sits up. I won't hurt you. She's like, no. It's a little too late for that, don't you think? Why? Why didn't you just kill me? Why did you have to put me through all this? Was it some sick, twisted, demonic thrill? Was that what it was? He says, no, that's not it. She says, then what was it? He says, I couldn't kill you. I tried. I was supposed to. I mean, at first, you and your sisters thwarted my attempts. Even when I went back in time to destroy your line on All Hallows' Eve. She says, that was you? He says, then Troxa, Andrus. I got him to strip your powers to make you vulnerable. I had you, too, right where I wanted you. All I had to do was finish the job, but I couldn't because I realized I loved you. That's the truth, Phoebe, and he gets up. I admit everything else is a lie, but not that. I know you know that, too, in your heart. This isn't a mask, Phoebe. It's who I am, who I really am. I'm half human. My father was mortal. She says you're lying. He says how else would I bleed red, even as my demon self? You have to believe me, Phoebe. I forgot what it was like to be human. To feel, to care. Then I met you. She says that doesn't change anything because you're still a demon. He says one who's done unspeakable things. But you've awakened something in me, Phoebe. Something I thought had died a long time ago. My humanity. My ability to love. And then Krell teleports in and starts walking towards them. She says, I want to believe you. He says, then let me prove it to you. Vanquish me. And just as she's about to make a move, Krell zaps Cole, and he goes flying. And Phoebe runs after him and helps him up and is like, come on, we have to go. And they run to the mausoleum together. That is so sad. Oh, this is the most intense scene of the episode. Absolutely. I don't even know where to begin. Like, it's so high drama so beautifully acted like i'm feeling all the feelings with both of them Phoebe's like crying he's like really trying to explain himself not even explain himself like he's not even trying to be like wait but like no like he's literally being like i just want you to know the truth like do what you need to do vanquish me do it but i want you to know that this was real you know like yes uh... like at this point he has nothing to gain so you know it's true. He even says it. He's like, vanquish me. Yeah. This is me proving that I love you. Like, admitted, you kill me. Admitted to everything. Names 
all of his attempts was like, yeah, this was all me. Like he didn't have to offer up this information, you know, and he's doing it because he loves her. This is his proof that he does love her. Yeah. And the way she accuses him in the beginning, like thinking it's a manipulation, like turning into Cole is not going to save you. And then he yeah. just he's like, puts no, it all out there. Don't want this to be the last thing that you see. Also, it's really interesting that his father was the mortal. Yeah, I know. And not his mom. That's crazy. Because I feel like when you think of like demons seducing people, like you would always think it would be like a man seducing a woman. And yeah. like, because that's the way it works in the horror Sucking genre so in. frequently. Right. It's like an evil being that's male seducing a mortal woman. But we have the opposite here. Yeah, here the woman is the demon and he is the mortal. This yes. does not come ha very often. And I like it. I really like I that too. play on, like, making the woman the evil one. Me too. I love that. God, and then see at the end where she starts to feel it and starts to believe him. and The way Krell's she couldn't let Krell. Yeah, she couldn't let Krell kill him. If anyone's going to kill you, it's going to be me. That's, yes. that's That's what Phoebe's head was at, I guess. And I wonder if she was even going to do it. I don't know, you know? Because, like, had Krell not come in, was she just going to put the potion down and were they going to make out? I, I know. Like, what was going to happen? Because I don't think that she would have killed him in that moment. It would have just been, like, a stare-off of, like, I don't know what to do. Imagine she did. Imagine how hard of a yeah, scene that would have been. Just she's like, just like, damn. Fake right, wish. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. That was crazy. Wild. <laughs> so, now we are inside the mausoleum and she's supporting Cole as they walk in together and he leans up against the tomb. And Krell comes in and says that he should have known that he'd come back here. And Cole tells him not to hurt her. Krell's like, you disappoint, Balthazar. You've changed. You let your weaker human side affect your better judgment. And it's going to cost you your life. And then he holds up the potion and Phoebe kicks him and they start fighting. And he's about to zap her, but then Cole uses an electric ball to vanquish him. And he gets up and he's like, do you believe me now? After he just saved her and she runs over and they start making out right there like uh, you know they're a good couple when they save each other i know they saved each other's life and then she's fully aware he's a demon and is like i just don't even care i yes. love you and goes up and starts making out with him like this is beautiful love it and i mean overall a really well put together scene i like the action i like right the fight between him and or her and krell him saving her just in time mm -hmm. the other way around like it was yeah the special effects the drama the emotion right. it's all there it's wow. all chef's kiss beautiful yes so outside in the cemetery prue and piper are walking through and calling for phoebe trying to find her and inside back inside the mausoleum cole and phoebe hear piper and prue out there and they break apart and Cole says, I better go. And she says, they'll keep looking for you until they find you. He says, your sisters? And she's like, them too. Give me your shirt. And she takes his shirt and throws it on the floor. And then takes the athame and asks for his hand. And she cuts him and lets the blood drip onto the shirt. And then she throws the potion on it and it explodes to make it look like he got vanquished. And then outside in the cemetery... Piper and Prue hear the explosion and know that she's in the mausoleum, so they go running over there. And inside, Phoebe's like, nobody will look for you anymore. You're dead. And the shirt is on fire, and they call for her again, and she says, down here, and then tells Cole that he has to go. And they kiss one more time, and he shimmers out. And she turns toward the door, and her sisters come in. And they see the ashes on the floor, and Phoebe says, he killed Krell. And Prue says, and you did what you had to do. And then Prue hugs her and she says, I know. So smart plan. Um, I like that Phoebe technically isn't lying here. Yeah, she didn't really. Yeah. She's like, I know, did what I had to do. I can't believe it. She saved him. She yeah. wouldn't let him die. And she also like covered for him so no one will be after yeah. him like no demons not her sisters nobody. nobody the whole world will think she's dead like she really gave him this second chance at life i know which is crazy because i wonder i wonder how she's gonna feel about that if she's gonna regret it because obviously he's gonna be gone and has to hide and can't be they can't be around each other anymore i wonder if she's 
Because you can only imagine what's going to go through your mind after that. In the rush of the moment, it's like, good, I saved him, this is great. But afterwards, I mean, I know I would be thinking constantly, like, oh my god, did I make a huge mistake? Like, I just saved a demon. What was I thinking? Like, all of this, And also, you know? like, the second part of it, they can't be together. Exactly. Like, she saved him, but they still can't be together, because now he has to be in hiding forever, I guess? She just wanted him to be alive, I guess. Yeah. But, like, he's just gonna stay good forever. Like, that's, it doesn't, and they can't be together. It just, it, it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, something's telling me Cole might be coming back. Something tells me this isn't the end of Cole and Phoebe. Yeah. It's too, too intense of an ending. Imagine they just end it like this and We never, never see him again. again, you know? There's, there's what, four and a half more seasons? But I know. Cole's never coming back. Nice. Never. Yeah, wouldn't make We'll miss sense. you, Julian McMahon. Yeah. Last episode. <laughs> Loved it while it lasted. <laughs> but I do like the way that, you know, Prue's supporting her here, you know. You yeah, did what you had her. to do. It works for me. And the way they're, like, running as they hear the explosion and everything. Right. It does seem like they drove there. I don't know why they wouldn't just have Leo orb them, though. They're literally they're always driving places. And yeah. I'm like, this like, is not a driving, great use of your time. Yeah, like, this is, like, when you can get there in an instant and you think that your sister is at risk of dying and you left her in the hands of, what, another demon to go save her? Yes. Like, you guys could have gotten there in a heartbeat and avoided all of this, so I guess but it you know what? worked for the drama. Plot's sake, exactly. uh, she couldn't have saved Cole if that happened. Exactly. So. It wouldn't have worked for the dramatics, and this situation couldn't have gone down like this, but, like, it also just doesn't make sense that yeah. they didn't. So, <laughs> I don't know. But maybe Leo was busy. He had to go meet his buddies. Exactly. He was so. playing golf again. Exactly. Of course. That's why he's not here. Exactly. <laughs> So then we move to the final scene of the episode. We're back at the manor in the living room the next morning. Phoebe's sitting on the couch holding the athame and the fireplace is going. She looks so, so sad and her sisters walk in and Piper says that they brought her comfort food. She says she isn't hungry. Prue asks her if she wants to talk and she says, I don't know what there is to talk about. You were right, as usual. Prue says, I didn't want to be right. She says, I know. Believe me, Prue, you have nothing to apologize for, but I do. What I did was, and Piper says, Phoebe, he fooled us all, not just you. She says, that's not what I mean. I don't know. I just, I feel so ashamed. And Prue says, you didn't do anything wrong, you know. She says, didn't I? And Prue says, the most important thing is that it's over and we can get on with our lives now. And Piper says, at least until the next Balthazar attacks. And they say they'll give her some space and leave. And then Phoebe lays down and is just like staring ahead. So it's so funny here because they think she's talking about just being with Cole altogether and not believing them. But she knows that she's actually talking about letting him live and like go on, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's kind of that hidden meeting here. Kind yeah. of like there was in her earlier conversation with Cole. Exactly. And we see it in the sisters don't. So... She's keeping that. This is like a secret from her to the rest of the world. Like, I can't wait to see how this is going to affect her, how this is going to, like, because we all know this is going to come out eventually, you know? Yes. And I mean, we've can't gotten a in previous episodes, Phoebe's the worst Halloween in keeping secrets, yeah. right? So how long can she really keep this hidden? Right. Exactly. We did. We did learn this about her. So who knows? But I mean, I'm feeling everything with her. I mean, this shame, this sadness what she's going through must be a lot and i really get where she's coming from and i really like the way her sisters are being there for her Agreed. um in their own ways you know it really works i think all their personalities are shining through in this scene and i really just i'm feeling for phoebe and i just can't wait to find out what's going to happen after this me too i'm so looking forward to what happens with this information in the future in this situation how it comes back to light you know? exactly and you know i'm wondering this the next belthazor attacks will it just be belthazor again it could be we also got that hint at the beginning of the episode next time we make the belthazor potion exactly so. so maybe he's gonna come back and be just as evil as ever or maybe things work out i don't know question mark we will see how it goes uh as we continue on and i'm so excited i think this episode was great this is, if you guys remember in the last episode, we had talked about how it's um, 
these are kind of almost like a two-parter because they sliced the flesh and then this happened. Yeah. I think these past two have been really good, so strong, solid episodes, despite like maybe a little bit of reaches and some things that some inconsistencies, you know. But for the most part, I think that these were really strong episodes. They were important episodes for the whole plot of the season, or like a big plot in the season, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I can't believe this was only eight episodes that it took us to get to this arc. Like, I thought it was, I remember it being a lot longer, you know, and a lot more going on in between. So it's really weird that it's already here. Sometimes when we're doing this rewatch, I'm just like, things move so much faster than I remember them moving. And this plot line is definitely one of them. Oh my God, 100%. Yeah. But I mean, I loved every minute of it and no spoilers, but... I'm interested to see what, if anything, will happen next in Phoebe and Cole's story Mm -hmm. and what's going to happen with the sisters. So I think that's where I'm leaving it. But like we said, really good episode. Exactly. Leave it at that with our suspicions and questions. Coming back in the future, we will see how this goes. Also, will we ever actually meet the source? I know. I'm still curious about that. Now that the triad's gone, that's not something we can forget. That's obviously going to be something kind of important, you know? So maybe the triad was, obviously the triad wasn't our big bad of the season. Yeah. Like we thought. So it's either Belthazor's return or maybe the source. Or, or someone so new we haven't met. Yeah, but I'm leaning towards one of those two. Me too. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for Season 3, Episode 9, Coyote Piper. <laughs>